So you know, like when you're scrolling through like Instagram or like TikTok, uh-huh. and you, these ads pop up, but they're like for like mobile games. Oh, and whoever's playing the game is just like a rock. Fucking yeah, god awful at it, and it pisses me off. I'm like, bro, like that's make the easy play. Homie. Why you ain't get that gun? Right, you unlocked it and you walk right past it to try and get another gun. Right, and you see it sometimes. They almost go for the right option last minute. Oh, I'm a, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Like, fuck. like one of those games where you're like avoiding obstacles or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, why yeah. are you running into the wall though? Well, there's one where it's like, you start off as a caveman and like the options are advanced yeah. 300 years, mm-hmm. divide 300 years, or, 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 or divide by 300 years. So they divide. They're just a fucking little sperm swimming around. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Though? There's that one, but then like, yeah, like Isaac said, like they're gonna go for the right one. You're like, thank God, like he might actually have a chance at winning. And then he goes, nope, skirts over to the to go turn into a. <laughs> and it'll be like 500 arrows or double the arrows you have now. I'll double my arrow. He has like two. <laughs> you know, like yes. Well, like I get why they do it because they want you to be like this. Get hell easy. I can I'm, do better. I'm gonna download it yeah. and do better, right? But right. Like, nah. That shit makes me not want to. No, I agree. And like honestly, whenever I see those, like the graphics just kind of—I don't know—it seemed like fake. One of those spherical sort of graphics or whatever, oh, yeah, game yeah, yeah. spear or something. I'm like <laughs> the <"Bruh>, game spear, <laughs> the game spear graphics. I'm like, bro, this, <laughs> this nah, this game fake. Don't don't play with me. Nah, bro. There was one game. I am I am like on one like mobile game tough. It's like the only one that I play. It's called Ball Blast. Ball Blast. And it's basically. Oh. Like, you play that game. No, just the name Ball Blast is oh. killing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like you, you pick up, you pick your own cannon, right? And then you can unlock it with like uh, diamonds or like coins or whatever, right? Right. And yeah, it's basically just like a shooter. Like you're moving your cannon, right? And you're just trying to shoot the like. Oh the yeah, that that, that. Down, yeah. But the balls have like numbers on them, and each shot like makes a count oh. down. Right. I be playing that shit tough. I got I I got this gas cannon. I just be like, I'm like, just light. Oh, rapid up. fire! Dang, yeah. baby! Because you can upgrade like your your fire. You can upgrade your like how hard you hit. Which I don't know what the point of that is because it's by how many times you hit it. But oh sure. yeah. Right? And then now they just add an update. You can get a laser attachment, and it charges the more you hit. And then when you're done, oh, you lift what? your finger, and it just goes boom, and it's just like fucking annihilates everything. <laughs> yeah, that shit is fire, bro. Oh, I be playing that on Bart like when I'm going to work. <laughs> I'd be like purposely missing my stop, so I gotta stop playing. Cause... He's stupid, man. man. He played that more than his PlayStation. Ain't nothing like first generation, like or early generation iPhone and iPod games, like Jetpack. You know, like that Jetpack well, one, the Fruit the Ninja, paper toss, paper toss. Where it was a, a paper, paper toss with paper... the with the oh, with the fan real. blowing, with the fan, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you had uh, the Doodle game. Jump and shit like oh, that. Oh, Doodle Jump is great. Oh seven. my god, Temple Run. Temple Run is a classic. Don't nothing beat that era of fucking apps of app gaming. That's that was their whole marketing though. Yeah, iPod was like, you know. Well, you got on Android too, huh? You got on Android too. Flappy Bird, your Android ass up, man. I'm just trying to say, man. Y'all remember how big Flappy Bird was? Yeah. Apparently now, do you guys remember why it ended? Nah. I think the dude just the dude that made it couldn't beat it, and he committed suicide. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And so they they canceled. The dude that made it. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, like, he couldn't beat his own high school or some shit like that, but he committed suicide 
due to it what and uh and now and they took the app down so now if you have an ipod and you don't update it and it has flappy bird someone will fucking buy it for like five thousand dollars just because it has flappy bird on there my ipod wow. has me mine's too i don't know where it is but uh, yeah, it has <laughs> oh you better do that but it's cracked damn damn well what's up everybody welcome back <laughs> to another episode <laughs> of white noise my yes, baby uh, today we got a very special hey. guest very we got special. Yes, baby. We got Alwa Gordon all the way from Santa Cruz. Alwa Gordon, what's how up, are you baby? doing, baby? How you doing this fine morning? I'm doing good, man. I'm tired. I gotta say though, like I really appreciate the fact that you guys can actually say my name the right way. How do people <laughs> say it? Yeah, for real. So, like, I mean, I do like a podcast and interviews, or like people that I know from online, and they'll say Awa. like, like. Like, if you don't know me at all, like, I guess Awa can be tricky, but people that kind of know me and just kind of see the name, they'll say Awa. They'll be like, Awa Gordon, my man, Awa. <laughs> and, like, sometimes I don't have the heart to correct him. You know what oh, I mean? Right. I'm just like, I'm like, all right, man, like, we're already in it. But I appreciate you guys. You guys said it right. It's, it's Awa. So, oh, salute, so. salute to y'all, man. Y'all Absolutely. y'all killed that. Of course, man. You know, we we love our guests. Absolutely. We always yeah. say that, right, man. We hey. Love, yeah. We love our guests, man. So y'all just an extra spice in the pot, man. Exactly. For real though, Come man. On. We got. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little tired. Uh, been going hard this weekend. Yesterday, I did. Uh, I'm part of this documentary in Santa Cruz that's talking about, um, like, uh, it's connecting, um, homelessness and the problem that we have with housing with creativity mm. and artists and bringing together, um people from different sides uh and then i create a piece of art out of that so for me i met with previously i met with the chief of police here and i interviewed him to kind of get his thoughts around homelessness and like how he looks at santa cruz and then yesterday was my interview with the unhoused person um so from that i then create a piece of art which is a song and it was like it was pretty crazy man to hear the unhoused person's like perspective on life and just like it made me think, like, man, I gotta shut up. I gotta stop complaining. Like, right. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, like, there's nothing I should be complaining about. All the stuff that I complain about, all like for my own ego or like selfishness of like, oh, I want to be like a, a bigger rapper. You know, I want this. But I'm like, bro, you have a house. Like, you know, right. like you should not be. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's been good. Did that, and then after that, filmed a video with a homie, recorded some songs, and then now I'm on the podcast. So yeah, it's been a it's been a long weekend. Man, but we for real, for real appreciate you coming on, homie. I mean, and speaking of that, um, you know, you mentioned the music, you mentioned the art that comes with it, man. And uh, we listened to your latest album that dropped uh, late late December of 2020, man. Man, that thing was that thing was smooth, groovy, right? man. I'm not that gonna lie, smooth, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, hold on now, man. Patience, I ain't gonna lie. I was singing that on the way in. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Patience is my jam, man. But you Thank know, you, man. when I was listening to it, man, it you know what really stood out to me was the fact that, man, you could just tell sometimes when you know rappers or singers, whatever, really draw from personal experiences and really draw from things that really kind of crafted them to the people that they are today, man. I mean, from what I noticed, you know that you seem to be part of that equation as well, man. Like how much life experience did you really tap into this project? So, yeah, I mean, I think overall me as a, well, actually I should just say thank you actually, just to start that. Thank you, man. Oh, I really no, appreciate no, man. That. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, as an artist, 
specifically like my, all my music really is just my story like it's it's like my experiences the things that i went through the way that it affects me and like i've said it before but for me music is like one of the best ways i can express myself sometimes i struggle with like communicating words or like communicating how i feel just person to person and when i get a chance to like record music or make music it allows me to communicate things that I struggle with in real life, like to, to express. So all my music is really just me. Like, I think maybe when I started making music, I was rapping to rap or I was rapping like what I thought people wanted to hear, you know? Mm. And now I'm at a point where it's like everything that I'm making, it's just my own form of self-expression. And on the other side of that, it's kind of a catch 22 though, because I thought about it and it's like, the people that are in my life, they didn't necessarily sign up to be amused, mm. you know, <laughs> or they, they didn't, they didn't sign up to have their story told. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I, I gotta be honest and like express myself. So it, it's a balancing act, but yeah. all of my music is 100% just me. You know, kind of going off of that, like how you say, like people don't sign up to be your muse, like, cause you're a dad, right? I am. Yeah. So, so how does like, how would, did that conversation take place where it's like, or like, I guess not even a conversation. Cause I'm a dad too. And like, but my, my, my daughter, she's little still, she's only three. So she doesn't understand mm-hmm. like the things that I do yet, you know, like right for her, for, for, for your daughter, like, was that like just like a natural thing growing up? Like, Oh dad just makes music. Or like, was that like something like, did she ever ask you about it? Like, you know, it's funny. She Sometimes. So she's going to be nine in April. And it's funny for her, like, because she's been around it her whole life, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is just what we do. Like, we make music, we go to shows. And, like, I brought her to shows. Uh, my album release party, I made sure it was all ages. That way she could go and she brought friends. Oh, um, and then nice. yeah, and she now makes music on her own. She's got, like, a keyboard that she plays. She's got her own microphone. That's so dope. So, That's dope. Yeah, it's it's funny because she really has heard like all my songs, right? Because if you imagine like I record at night and then I drop her off at school in the morning, and what's the first thing you want to do after you record a song? You want to play it. (laughs) So like, so you know, I'd be driving to school, dropping her off. Yo, check out this new song, and she's like, Oh, Dad, just 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 stop! Like, I don't want to hear any more music. So for her, it's normal. I think she knows like. you know, why I make music and we've had like conversations. I just, my parenting style has always been like, just try to be a hundred percent honest and just, I try not to treat them like a a kid. I just treat them like a human and communicate like, Hey, like this is what it is. This is why I make music. Like this is like my story, et cetera. And I think, I think that's helpful because now she's writing songs and she's good, man. She's really good. That's dope. Man, the whole family out here making hits. Okay, shoot. Yeah. Sure. I ain't mad at she, that. She's good, man. But she's funny. She she really like has like uh a lot of admiration and love for me, but she has like a hard time expressing it because like, mm-hmm. you know, she's just like, you know, whatever, dad, you're a loser, you know. Uh so the <laughs> other day <laughs> so it is the other day when I picked her up from school, I sh- I showed her a song and she was like, None of your songs have juice. And I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> 
Like, like, do you want dinner tonight or not? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to live in this house? Or? Just give her juice for dinner. <laughs> Just give juice. Do you like you like electricity or what? I don't know. You like the lights on or not? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good. Man. That's kind of that should be kind of helpful though. Like, I feel like we have kids. You know, like they can kind of keep us in tune with what like and they're check. listening to because like. You know, like, I mean, I know, like, you, you make, you know, music, like, that's true to you and all that, but it's, like, if you ever wanted to make, like, you know, like, like a TikTok hit, like, oh, that's your Lord. key right there, bro. Like, <laughs> that's the way you blow up. Bro. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't make a TikTok. I can't. The cringe would be unstoppable. Unstoppable. But, like, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, man, like, she's got, like, good. she's got, like, suggestions for me. You know, like, I'll, I'll honestly ask her, hey, what do you think about this or what do you think about that? And she'll give me critiques or suggestions. And, like, you know, sometimes I'll take them and just consider them. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's helpful. I think it's also really helpful to, like, have someone that brings you, like, back down to earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because right. sometimes I'll get so caught up in, like, my own ego and, like, yo, I'm this, I'm that. And then I'm, I get home and I'm, like, I'm the guy that's telling a kid to brush their teeth. Like, I'm, I'm helping with homework. You know what I mean? So it's, like... I've had days where it's like I just did like a show for, I don't know, 200 people. And then the next day I'm like giving my daughter a bath. You know what I mean? So I'm like, right. it just, it, it, it helps to bring you back down to like, uh, I want to say reality, but almost like help to humble you. And then in my daughter's eyes, I'm not all of the musician. I'm just her dad. Right. Mm-hmm. So like no, no matter how cool I am in this outside world, she's just like, I'm the guy that's telling her to like do her homework or brush her teeth. You know what I mean? She's right. not. <laughs> she's not impressed at all <laughs> right yeah. yeah that's cool man because i've heard like both sides where it's like i know people who they used to be artists then they they became parents and they're like you know what like i think it's just time to focus and you know go get this job to make some money and you know do all this and kind of leave their dreams behind and then there's people like like you where it's just like no like this is what i want to do and you know you got your kids behind you and all that like to me like i feel like I wouldn't go with the first version. I'd just be like, well, I want to I wanna be that dude that my daughter's, like, hella proud of, you know? And, like, I want to drop stuff that, you know, is, is, is going to make her proud of me and, and go hard and show her to always follow your dreams. Because that's what I'm big on is, like, don't be like me, basically, where it's like I had to drop my dreams for a little bit. I didn't have to. I chose to, right? And I made the wrong choice. And um, I just, you know, I, I got to be that that example i don't want to be a hypocrite and tell her to follow her dreams when i ain't follow mine you know so yeah i mean there. i i i give major like props and respect to any parent that steps up and does whatever they have to do to provide for the kid i think that's like mm-hmm. number one like all your personal stuff aside you got to take care of that but then beyond that i think even for me like i just i, I didn't want my daughter to feel like I had set something aside for her mm-hmm. because kid, kids are, kids are smart, man. They pick up on stuff. You might not tell them or communicate it. They're going to feel it. So if dad's walking around carrying all this stuff on his shoulders of like, Oh, I could have been this. I could have been that, but I, et cetera, that's just not, that's not going to work. So it's like, I want her to see that. Look, like you can do whatever you want to do. And I think the best way to do that is by example. I can't just be like t- telling her, "Hey, you can be whatever you want," but I'm not trying to be who I should be, you know. So yeah, right. Res- respect to the parents out there that are getting it, man. It's it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> right, hundred percent. I mean, for real. Uh, I mean, <laughs> and like you mentioned, you know how the fact of 
you know, even raising your daughter, you're living that truth of what it is to really be a, a good human being, what it really means to, you know, provide it. But at the same time, you got this grind going on too, man. Like, when did that, um, you know, you mentioned the truth behind your music and not necessarily mm-hmm. just going with, if you could call it the mainstream sort of sound or give everybody, yeah. quote unquote, what they want. Um, when yeah. did that shift take place for you? Uh, man. So let's, let's take it all the way back. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so Come I on, started, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going way back. We're going way back to the eighties. Not, nah. um, so <laughs> I started, <laughs> I started making music, um, in high school when I was 16, roughly. So my, my dad's a drummer. So I grew up around music. All right. Um, and then I wrote poetry before I was rapping. So um, another form of just expression, et cetera. And in high school, I met my my best friend, Krishan. Shout out to him. Um, and he started writing rap and he was like, hey, dude, like, um, I'm, th- I'm thinking about like setting up a rap group. Do you want to join? And at the time I was kind of like, yeah, let's do it. Just because like I wanted to like keep my friends kind of thing, you know, like, yeah, we'll all, we'll all do it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> So like, right, like, so we all got together. It was a group called Can't Stop Us, and it was the four of us. And, like, you know, we were young. We were just making music. And at that time, I think the hyphy movement was kind of big. So we were, like, you know, white tees, Nikes, like, just kind of, like, that that level of rap. And then over time, you know, people got a little bit older. People got, you know, maybe sidetracked by certain things. And it ended up just being kind of, like, me pursuing music on my own. Right, uh, and I, I want to say in 2011, I dropped a mixtape called Eleventh um, Hour, and that got the attention of a label out in Las Vegas. Uh, so you guys know the song uh, with Drake, where he, um, um, uh, Yolo is that what it's called? Like, oh, now yeah. you want a photo? Yeah. You already yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a line in that song where he says, "Me, Franny, Molly, Mall at the cribbo," right? Mm-hmm. So it was Molly Mall's studio that I got flown out to. So I went out there and I met up with uh, this guy named Pooh Bear, who's like a singer songwriter. He writes for Justin Bieber. He's like right. got songs with him. Um, and then also this production team called the Audibles. They produce for like Chris Brown, all this stuff. Um, and I got out there and we did two or three songs. And then I flew back to Santa Cruz. And at that time I was like, man, I made it. Like, you know, like right. I just, I was like, man, I, I did it. <laughs> I didn't really know that like, true success takes so many wins i thought you just get the one win and you're just you're set right right uh so i came back to santa cruz and i didn't really put the work behind those records like i shot a video but i didn't really like hit the ground running which i think is what they wanted me to do right um and i had the opportunity to move to vegas at that time to work with them i decided not to which worked out great because i ended up having my daughter after that right uh, so when I had my daughter, I kind of focused on that a little bit more. And it wasn't until 2016, I really got serious, serious about music. Like I had always made it, but it was like, okay, now is my time. So I started 88 over everything, which is the independent label. Uh, and then in 2019, I dropped the first release off that. And then in 2022, I dropped the second release off that. So I would say like 2016 is when I really got like serious serious of like okay like it's it's on me like i know the story that i want to tell and i know that it's going to be me doing a lot of this work right and the idea behind 88 over everything is like 
I was born in 1988 and for a long time I had felt like I, I was like comfortable with getting what I didn't, uh, less than what I deserved. I felt like there'd be moments where I couldn't speak up or like, I felt like there was times where I kind of just, you know, um, wasn't willing to step into confrontation, right. right? Whether that's like, whether that's like physical confrontation or just emotional confrontation. So when I made 88 over everything, it was this concept of like, no, it's 88 over everything. And that like, that's it. There's no, there's no discussion. Like it's our time. And it's not, right. it's not necessarily about the year. You don't have to be born in 1988 to relate, but it's the concept of like, it's our time. Like we're not taking like less than what we deserve. Um, and I think that was like just a big, a big mental shift for me. So now all my music that I write, it really is just like, this is my story. These are the things that I'm going through. Um, and then of course I try to like say it in like a clever way or like a way that can reach a broader audience. But uh, long story short, 2016, I guess, <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> 100%, man. I mean, uh, it, it's, you know, like I mentioned before, you can really notice that the authenticity behind everything that you say, you know, it's it's not just faking the funk or like just saying something just to say something like you alluded to, man. I mean, what songs really stand out to you that you've created, whether recently or, you know, uh, back during this 2016 shift to that really that really stand out to you as far as like this is what I'm really talking about this is really what I gotta say yeah I w- I've always said so there's if you could only listen to one song from me to like figure out what it is I'm about there's a song that I dropped I think it was roughly 2016, 2017. It's on the first project that I released under 88 over everything. It's called Before I Go. Mm. And the cor- the chorus on that is, I just want to make it before I go. I don't want to die on another lonely road. Uh, praying every night uh, uh, that we try to hit the road. Um, and it's just literally like that first part of, I just want to make it before I go. Mm-hmm. And that that's, that's like a song that I typically close my set with. Um, and that song just sums up basically what I'm attempting to do. Like, look, I'm just trying to make it before I go. And whether I get there or not, the attempt is what's going to define me. Right. Right. That's dope. Yeah. But off the album, Thanks for Waiting, my favorite song is Love or Loyalty. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Loving Yourself. There you go. Mm. Which is like, I, that one I wrote, um, I wrote in 2000. 17 or 18 it was when i first it was i know right it it stuff takes a while right (laughs) the the music i'm making today it probably won't come out for like a couple years so i feel but um i wrote it in 2017 18 at the time i was coming out of just a really like toxic relationship and i i realized i was repeating the same patterns of like not taking accountability and blaming other people and like not understanding like that I was the same variable each time. Mm. So at the time I was going to therapy and like, it was really helpful to kind of unpack some of that stuff. And that song loving yourself came out of the idea of like, no matter how much external love you get, it's never going to be enough until you actually love yourself. Yeah. Right. So like, in the song I'm talking about like, Oh, I I used to like, you know, sleep with a lot of girls, but I never got attached because I was so scared of like the dirt that I did. Right. Like the the shitty things that I did made me not trust other people. But then it's this circle of like, well, if you can't trust, then you're not going to let love in and then you're going to blame them for not being able to love. So it's just like (laughs) this, this vicious circle. So 
That's <laughs> that's my favorite song off the album. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, look, we've all been in some toxic yeah. relationships. Um, oh, so yeah, that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my favorite song off the album. Um, just just based off that and like the growth that I went through like for that. Right. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like I don't know. I like asking artists this question. Like, what's your like process with like how you craft your album? Like you're from like yeah. listening to like how you figure out your sound and and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. So thanks for waiting. It, it was really kind of like a, a concept album in a way. So in 2020, the pandemic hit and right before the pandemic hit, I was playing like one or two shows a month, like pretty, pretty big shows. Just opening up for bigger artists. Like I opened up for, um, Zion, I rest in peace. I opened up for, um, the lyrics born and I was just getting a lot of opportunities, but I wasn't, super like focused on like my strategy or plan long term so when the pandemic hit and the show stopped like i looked at like my spotify followers like i didn't have merch like i just i started to see things of like dude i was kind of just out there like drinking and partying and like playing cool shows but i wasn't like really doing anything after the show to like gain that fan i wasn't like telling people hey follow me on instagram etc so during the pandemic, it just made me realize like, okay, I really need to focus more. Like a lot of the songs I was playing at my live shows weren't even out. Like I just, I had to memorize and I was just, it just, it's just silly stuff. Right. right. Um, so when the pandemic started, luckily my homie, um, shout out to Ezra, he works for uh, universal audio and he's an audio engineer. So he kind of just gave me up on how to like record and engineer. I could always record, but I couldn't never mix my stuff. So right. it became an issue of like, if you can't engineer your own stuff, then you have to pick and choose the song that you want to like put money behind mm-hmm. before you even have the song, before you even think about promotion and marketing. It's like, okay, I'm going to pay $150 just to get this song done. And then that makes you think like, okay, I, I really love this song that I did, but I think this song is going to be more popular. So it kind of makes you judge your art in like a, a, a different way. So right. I learned... I learned how to mix my own stuff. Um, and the album, Thanks for Waiting, really was like my way of saying like, thank you to everyone that supported me for me to get to this point where I can now like write, produce, mix, and like literally have a finished product all from my bedroom. Um, so Thanks for Waiting is a compilation of all the songs that I made from, I want to say like 2018 till 2000. 21 22 oh wow so a lot a lot of those songs were already completed and it's funny because the songs that i'm making now it's it's a different sound it, there's a lot more singing there's a lot more songwriting involved yeah so th- so thanks for waiting was also partly me saying like thank you guys for supporting me till i got to this this point now where like the artist that i am is finally reflected in the songs that i'm making mm-hmm. today um, so yeah, I mean, my process now, at least for, for making projects or making music, I mean, I typically produce the beat, so I'll pull up a loop and I'll just kind of like hum along to it. And then if I like it, I'll drop a chorus, put some drums on there. Most of the songs that I do now it's in one session. So like, okay. I just, I get the, in- <laughs> oh, wow. I get the inspiration. Yeah. I get the, I get the inspiration and then I just kind of, kind of like, uh, you know, dive into it and, 
for me, all my songs are like life experiences. So like, right. when I have when I when I have that motivation, I gotta I gotta knock it then. I like I gotta capture that moment. And then if I feel like if I feel like I get to a point where like I'm not really connecting on the song or like I'm not really inspired, then I just kind of stop making music and try to go out and experience more. Mm-hmm. So like um, right. one of the songs, one of the songs I think we're gonna play today is the Sunsets in LA song which uh, it came from me dropping Thanks for Waiting, the album, going to LA, being on tour, playing shows, um, and then coming back to Santa Cruz. And the idea for Sunsets in LA was like, just having a beautiful experience and holding on to these like beautiful moments. So yeah. That's dope, man. Damn, so that's interesting. Like you talk about how like, you got to kind of predict what song's going to be like the standout, you know, the single and the like, Man. Yeah. yeah. How, what, what, what's like the criteria that you give yourself for that? Like, you, like what, like at what point do you sit there and you're like, all right, I think this is going to be the, like the hit, you know, especially cause you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, especially considering the fact that, um, you know, your sound is, is stand. <laughs> it stands out in the fact that, you know, like you mentioned, you don't want to sound, you know, like dubstep or any of these ignorant other, you know, <laughs> sub genres, you know, you want your own sound. So yeah, especially when you consider that. Yeah. You know, for me, uh, like the songs that stand out to me are the ones where I feel something when I'm recording it and I feel it or when I play it back and I feel it, I'm like, okay, this is the one. Because there's songs that are catchy and there's songs that are like, wow, I really said some cool like metaphor, like, wow, like double entendre, you know, like (laughs) real, real rap stuff. But the songs that the songs that stick out to me, like like the lover um, loving yourself, like the songs that really speak to you, like when you hear it and you feel something, that's my measure is like, how did I feel when I recorded it? How do I feel when I listen to it? And even better, like, how do I feel when I play it live? Because that's, like, the mm. biggest test is, like, I've, I've always felt like there's this moment. It's it's hard to describe. I, I think, you know, if you're an artist, you probably get it. But there's this moment when you're on stage. And if you know your song, like, if you memorized it well enough, you kind of put it to the back of your mind. And you get lost in this moment of just, like, playing the song, feeling the song, feeling the energy from the crowd they're giving you and you're giving it back. And if you can feel that in the song, like as you're playing it, I think that's that's a hit. That's that's out of here. Right. That's dope. Yeah. 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 Going off of performances too, I got, I still got to make it to one of your shows. The the album release, I wasn't in the country when uh when it came out. So <laughs> I would have went to that one, especially because like that's a good one. How much I that's like a good that, one, man. You know? Yeah. I was out the I, country. I wasn't even in the country, dog. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's funny, though, because I was like, okay, like, because I always see you posting, you know, like, your shows or whatever, and I was like, okay, and it yeah. looked like, like you were putting a lot of, like, thought and, like, work into, like, the album release. I'm like, okay, cool, like, hopefully I'll make it, right? And then it comes out in December, I'm like, yo, I'm in Mexico. But uh, I still peeped the album. I remember I hit you up. I was like, yo, I'm out the country right now. As soon as I get, like, a stable signal, I'm going to download this shit, and I'm going to slap it. Um, man, yeah, appreciate that. Bro. In the back of a pickup Thank truck, you, you know, going through the little villages and shit in Mexico. Yeah. Fire, fire! That's dope, man. <laughs> that's, right. that's dope. Yeah, that was that's dope. super dope, man. Yeah, yeah. What I what I like that you've done in the past, though, like your your like your work with the good company, 
you know, with your, mm-hmm. um, those videos where you just got like the projected backdrop on and you're just like vibing out. Like, yeah, I, I fucking love those type of visuals. Like, I thank feel, you, man. especially like with your style, like where you're just like, you know, it's just like really melodic and just, you know, just vibing out, you know, I think yeah. it goes well. Cause there's uh, some other artists like that have videos like that they did with them and like, they're just like going crazy and it's just like, like palm trees and shit in the back. Don't even go, but you know. Um, yeah, I think that shit is dope, man. Was was did you get a chance to meet La Russell when you did that? Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a, so that um, that live episode. This all happened almost two years ago. So I was I was hip to La Russell a long time ago. I'm not sure if you guys know who Professor Gable is or Stunna Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, dope. So yeah, Professor Gable, homie out of San Francisco. He uh, did a collab with Stunnerman. That's how I got turned on to Stunnerman. And then Stunnerman uh, did some work with LaRussell. And that's how I got turned on to LaRussell. And I had just been following him for a while. And I saw he was doing live sessions. So I just submitted that song, More to Say. And he hit me back like, um, yo, this is dope. Let's run it. Uh, so I hit him back. I'm like, okay, for show. Like, And he's like, okay, here's the dates. And I'm like, Yo, dude, like I'm in Santa Cruz, like I gotta plan this shit out. Cause he was like, yo, tomorrow, like I'm like, bro, <laughs> I have a kid, I have work, relax, <laughs> you know, relax. Like, um, cause he's in Vallejo, right? Yeah. And that's like two, two and a half hours from where I'm at. So shit, right. we uh we we booked it. I drove out there. Uh and I was I was low-key nervous at the time, man. Cause yeah, I'm like I, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I saw that he was on the rise and like really supported what he was doing. So I, I pulled up and he was super, super dope, super chill, man. And the funniest part was like he was running a bunch of sessions. Before me, there was an artist, and then he left, and then I came in and they're like, Okay, cool, like let's do like a quick rehearsal to get your audio. Uh and then I, I started it and it started rapping or whatever. And like after like a minute and a half, he's like, "Okay, dog, like you're good. Like, let's let's do this." <laughs> right. And it was funny, and it, it like it kind of like made me think like maybe there was other artists that like had had gone there and maybe weren't as prepared. But for me, it was like, dude, I came here to rap, so like, yeah. I'm ready. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I've, I've been rehearsing in the car. Like, I memorized a song. Like, I was 100 ready. Uh, I did the take. And afterwards, he was like, oh, man, like, uh, I didn't know you came all the way from Santa Cruz, dog. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, and he's like, oh, shit. He's like, I don't know. I would have made the trip for this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, I was like, man, right? It, I was like, man, it's all love, dude. Um, like, you know, like, I just, I appreciate what you're doing. Boom. I dapped him up. He gave me a sweater. And then he ended up dropping it. He ended up dropping it. Uh, it's funny how it worked out. So he sent me a message after that, like, hey, like, here's the, the files. I'm going to upload it on this date, right? And I'm like, okay, for show. And then literally right after that, he pop popped. And next thing he did was the bre- the Breakfast Club interview. Mm. So literally right after we did ours, he did the Breakfast Club interview. And then mine didn't drop the day that he told me it was. And of course, I'm not, I wasn't going to hit him up, dude. Like, you're you're on your shit right now. Yeah. Uh, and he, he dropped mine a couple days after the Breakfast Club interview. And that was even better. Hell wow. Like, yeah. like, Damn. This shit, this shit just went. It, it went. It went crazy. Like I got a bunch more fans from that. So yeah, man. Shout out to La Russell, dude. He's always, always been someone dope. Um, ironically, I actually bought his book that he dropped. It's called Limitless. I bought it a minute ago, and when I bought it, he sent it to me, and in it was a, a handwritten note, dude. And he was like, "My dog, like 
thank you. Like, uh, you drove all the way from Santa Cruz, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, like he, he, re- he remembered that shit. And not only that, because I was one of the first people to buy the book, I got a split from one of his songs. So I own like one, I, I own 1% of the streaming revenue of one of his songs. That's dope. That's dope, man. Man, shout out, shout out to shout out, shout out to the Russell man. Like he, Honestly. he's the man. He does the live sessions now, but they're typically like not closed off. But it's like really, he's doing it by selection. Yeah, right. Where, where at my time, it was just like submit, and if it's dope, then he'll he'll get you on. And I tried to get some of my artists to like submit back then, and like they just didn't for whatever reason. So, mm. hey. Damn. you snooze, you lose. I mean, for real. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm saying, man. I'm saying, man, yeah. Damn. So you got a, you said 88 over everything. That's a label, right? Yeah. You got any artists you signed on it already, or is it just you right now? You know, it's funny. I don't, I don't necessarily think at this stage in my career I'd want to sign an artist, mm-hmm. but for me, it's more of an umbrella. So yeah. I have 88 over everything, which is the the music label, but it essentially is also like the production company that puts on the shows. Right. It's also the merch company that, you know, prints out the merch and sells merch. And that's the brand 88 of everything. And then underneath that is also my production name, which is Shiesty Tracks. So a lot of people don't know the majority of songs that I make. I make the beat for them. Right. Um, So I so like, yeah, the song Patience. I made that I made that beat. Man, that's my jam. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I knew you were. I I didn't forget. I didn't forget. but yeah, so 88 of everything is really just an umbrella that encompasses, you know, 88 of everything. Shiesty tracks the producer and then Alwa Gordon, the artist, in addition to like the video production work that I do um, and content work that I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's dope of you to, to like be self-aware to where you're like, I don't think I should be signing artists right now, you know, at this point in my career, because I can't tell you how many people I know that they're just like, all right, I want to make a label. I want to sign people to my label or my management company and they don't do a damn thing for them mm. because they're just not ready. It's just, they like the idea of being like this mogul, but they don't know what it takes. Right. And then it's like the poor artist is there like, yo, when can I drop? Or like, how come my shit's not hitting or whatever, you know? And it's mm. just like, you put all yeah. your trust in like your work. And then like, I mean, like as an artist mm. myself, I understand how much work and how much of just yourself you invest into a project. And then if you kind of hand it over to somebody who's just not ready to take you on, like that shit sucks, yeah. man. Like that's a, that's like a pretty like low blow, man. Like, so I appreciate I mean, that you're honest like, about that shit. That's like a conflict of interest though. If you're an artist and you're a record label like owner that it almost like, bro, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know, like yeah. I, mm. for me to really be like, for me to really be like a CEO of a record label and manage artists, I would have to take a step back from all as an artist. Yeah. It just, I, you'd have to really commit to that artist. There's artists that I work with that I provide support for, like that I'll do lyric videos for, that I'll record for. Um, I'm not sure if you guys know Alexander, the author. Yeah. She's oh, yeah. on, she's, she's on, on Let's Ride. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's on Let's Ride. She's on Home. Like one of my favorite people in the world. So there's a lot of stuff that I'll do for artists. But as far as like you're under 88 over everything, I, I just, I think I have too much integrity to know like, hey, I, I can't do the things for you that I think a real label should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's respectable for sure. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, 
you know, like like you also mentioned and like we've been mentioning the whole time, you know, this um this melodic just vibe that you got, man. Like I I mean super digging it and shout outs for throwing out patience. Man, patience is so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, you know what's you know you know what's funny about that man uh-huh. is like so like I've I've been rapping for a long time and a lot of my like longer time I have this like running joke of like your 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 fans want you to rap, right? Uh, and it's kind of an inside joke, but a lot of fans that have been around for a while, they know me for more like boom bapish, like kind of rap heavy, like bars, right. you know, give me two minutes, give me two minutes of rapping, no hook, like just punches, mm. you know, like, right. every, um, but I kind of also got to a point of like, I wanted to become more of a songwriter. I wanted to explore singing and it's really been like working on my singing and, and becoming more confident around singing. Mm-hmm. Cause like I, I always could write the songs, but my like vocal talent was never really there. And I, and I never felt confident enough to call myself a singer. And I remember like, I forget where it was, but someone introduced me and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is all like, he's a rapper and a singer. And I was like, Oh, shit. <laughs> like oh, oh uh, 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 all right, you said it. All right, hey, hey, all right. Uh, all right. And I, I, I kind of realized, like, dude, you don't have to wait for anyone to give you that validation. You mm-hmm. could just say, like, if you start singing, guess what? I'm a singer. That's if true. you make videos, guess what? I'm a videographer. Like, even with the, even with the label, like, I just, I started a label. I got a label now. Like, That's and true. it was like a. It was a big shift for me. So now I'm like at a point where I'm finally confident enough to tell people like, oh, I'm a rapper and a singer. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that whole melody thing really didn't come out for like the past, maybe past three or four years where I really got confident in like singing more and like catching that vibe. Right. I mean, who's, who influences both sides? You like, for instance, you know, like who, who do you really draw to for inspiration or who did you draw to for inspiration for the rap side and the singing side? Yeah. You know, like who, who really like made you go like, man, I I could be like them or man, I could do it better than them. You know, like who, who drew that inspiration for you? Yeah. I mean, like my, my real inspiration for rapping is Tupac. So mm-hmm. I, I remember as a kid, one of the first like rap albums I heard, my brother had a Tupac CD and it was the one that had my ambitions as a writer on it. Yeah. And it was funny because when I was a kid, I thought he said, I'm mobbing bitches as I ride up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, yo. All right, cool. Like, I'm, like, right, I'm like eight years old. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, go. What's up? Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but, like, um, the thing that stood out to me about Tupac was uh, I always felt like no matter what song he was in, he was giving you like the rules to the game and he was giving it to you in what I call like coded language. Right. So if you're just listening to the song, you might think, okay, this is a dope rapper and he's just talking about his life. But for me, when I heard it, it felt like he was giving me like just rules to life and the game and like mm. some of his song, uh, so many battlefield scars while driven in plus cause cause life is a rap star. There's nothing like it just, yeah. it made me like, think like, man he's literally telling you like these are the ways i have to navigate the world and like mm-hmm. these are the things i have to do and that's something that always stuck with me so when i started like really rapping i i always try to put in 
messages and I always try to put in like for the ones that are really listening, I'm giving you like tools and like tips and like this is how I've navigated that world. So for rapping, it, it always started with Tupac. And then for singing, I mean, I have to say Drake. Like I think yeah, he was the one. That, yep. He was the one that came around and like taught rappers how to sing, you know? <laughs> no, straight up. Like honestly, because <laughs> when I heard your singing, I'm like, this kind of had like a Drake vibe to it. Like honestly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you said that because that was exactly what I was thinking when I heard your songs. Like the, Definitely. you know, yeah, going into your zone. Yeah. That's dope, man. You want to, um, you want to talk about the, the two songs that you, you sent us? Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, yeah. So love or loyalty. Um, this song is, it's pretty funny. Um, so this song actually I made back in 2018 maybe. And it, it became one of the lead singles off. Thanks for waiting. And the concept for the song is, I don't know if you guys remember when we were all kids, you remember watching like um, Cartoon Network or whatever, like Nickelodeon, and they would have these advertisements for toys, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. be like, and it would be like the coolest toy, and they would show you all these accessories, and at the end, they would say most items sold separately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you're like, yeah. For, as a kid, you don't even catch like, that, for real. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. You're telling me all the coolest shit you just showed me is not actually <laughs> included with for that just get a uh, so for exactly <laughs> so with love or loyalty the concept was like taking that to like relationships of typically just get what you want from a relationship so you might have to choose between getting love or loyalty and in the chorus it says love or loyalty most sold separately mm-hmm. right that, that idea of like Okay, like you you can get it, but just keep in mind some of the items that you really wanted might not come with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was the concept of like if you had to choose between love or loyalty, what would you choose and why? Um, and that's how that song came out, man. It's just kind of me talking about like having to pick between that, what that means, um, and then I go a little bit deeper into my life. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good poll. Love or loyalty. I mean, for real. Yeah. What do you? Play? You know what's you know what's funny about that man is that I do this thing at shows. So uh, when I play Love or Loyalty, I I have them sing along. So I say, okay, Love or Loyalty, you guys say most sold separately, right? So like at the end of the at the end of the song, everyone knows it, and then I'll ask one person. I'll be like, hey, dude, like, what would you pick, Love or Loyalty? And no matter what they say, I'm like, that's the right answer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's it right there. Yeah, what you pick, Kyrie? What you pick, man? Uh, in life. Let's go love, mm. but like if it's a business, let's go loyalty. I know that's mm. kind of a cop out answer, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go with so let's go with love for sake of argument. What about you, yeah. music? I'd probably go with with loyalty. Loyalty, honestly. At the end of the day, that's all that's, <laughs> you're gonna fall back on. Right. You know, love is faulty. Love kind of mm. comes with it sometimes, you know. Damn, <laughs> yo. Somebody hurt. Somebody hurt my boy over there. <laughs> you, said, you said you said love is faulty. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, loyalty. That loyalty is loyalty. It can't be faulty. Otherwise, it's not loyalty. You know. Yeah, true. That's true. Y'all don't think like one comes with the other. 
It can. No, it definitely can. Hundred percent. But like how he says, it usually it, it sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it always does. Sold separately. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, because yeah. I had people that claimed they love me, but they weren't loyal to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm Not loyal to you, but I don't even fucking like you. Huh? I'm loyal to, but I don't even fucking like you. <laughs> I mean, but and, and it works that way too. Like nah, you're loyal sure. to like. You know, that you're loyal like, to the like, cause, not the person. Right. And, yeah. you know, mm. like for my job, I'm loyal to you. I'm going to show up every day. I'm, I'm going to give you my all. But body. don't ask me to work no 12 hour shift because I, I don't love you like that. Like, yeah. so, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's I mean, just like that. And real. when I say, like, there's people that they, they say they love me, but they're not loyal to me. Like, that's not even on no relationship shit either. Like, that right. could be like, mm. you my homie, but you weren't loyal to me. Like, right. in terms of, like, I don't know. Like, Anything really like anything like I could have I could have trusted you with like an idea for a song and you went and you took that shit. I could have trusted mm. you with an idea for a skit and you went and you took that shit. Or you told me it sucks so you can use it, you know, and be like, here you don't want to do that. I'll Who do hurt it. you, dog? Bro, everybody, man. man I'm like, this, this sound a little bit too personal. Like, hurt, hurting us out here, man. He done took the skit. He done took the song. I just want my skit back. Right. Love or loyalty, man. Keep the condom on. I got a boyfriend. <laughs> oh my god yeah everybody's been hurt on this podcast for real you can tell you can tell that's the truth yeah man i'm gonna cry let's just play this damn song <laughs> hit that shit put it up you gonna play refresh it there we go you produce this one yeah god damn it's one of my favorite songs too you sound like you was responding to that. <laughs> I did a. You know I go and sing along. It's called Love and Loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Love and Loyalty. Most shows separately. Concrete walls still carving out my effigy. Please don't have for me. Trying to find inner peace. Look inside the mirror. Now I'm staring at the enemy. Most lose innocence. Never come back with it. I lost dreams. So on tracks, I gotta snap a bit. Can't see what you can't be. Learn it over time. Water dreams with my tears. Broke within the crime. Still wanna fly away. Thinking about brighter days. Sometimes I think that happiness is just a fight away. Learn to be humble. Can't mumble when I'm writing praise. Running like a license plate. They tried to put my life away. Can't live behind bars. Got too much at stake. Hitting home runs while I'm building home base. Huh. Nobody safe set the case in the closet. Nobody safe set the space in the coffin. They told me when my uncle died that it was God's plan. Man made God. Yo, I guess I'm not a God's man. Far from a prophet. I'm just walking through this lost land. Made it out the sand. Man, that's any time we cross plans. Probably hate it. I just need it more. I save a shot for me and more while killing that world tour. Look, my encore make them re up fast. Used to whip that Corolla with the beat up dash. Singing, love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Concrete walls still carving out my effigy. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Concrete walls still carving out my effigy. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Uh, cold cases, 
no faces so base slip on before the laces base in the back had him bully like his cambridge never had a range man i wrote so many places i still get anxious better yet i'm trying to find a reason they keep telling me to be thankful i can't leave when we just getting started now they told us about the kings and they watered down soon as it started painting they called him an artist now connecting the dots i see it know it's all around smoking mirrors i'm tripping that's what you call a crown i see through them i keep moving my heart and ground look just another lost cause couple scars see sitting low clothes like cinnacar barely breaking the mold it's cold no we've been involved barely holding on with no meaning like fuck them all backstab from the back seat Huh. Casting the hell, caught a wave like Max B. Swear we was all family till like last week. That's deep, they blowing smoke, it's hashish. Cash leaves for they catch you in the Amazon. 1080 for the P, only when the cannon's on. Never really made for the limelight. Watching the time, got time in my hindsight. Eyes in the scope, don't choke when it's stark on it. Life for the trap, double back when they jaw fall it. I know how it goes, you still wanna play it? They call us underground, never call you underrated. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Concrete walls still carving out my effigy. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Love and loyalty, most so separately. Concrete walls still carving out my effigy. Love and loyalty. Love and loyalty. When he says love or loyalty, y'all say most so separately. Yeah. Yeah. Love or loyalty. Most so separately. I didn't know you were going to come in. Oh, I'll come in. Right there. I didn't oh, know you were going to Damn. No, yeah, that shit was slapped. That shit was slapped, right? Honestly, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That song reminded me of, like, I just thought of, like, Mac Miller the whole time. It just gave me mm-hmm. a Mac Miller vibe. I don't know why. The flow. Yeah. The flow yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The flow is just like, like the, like. I can hear Mac Miller singing that song. Yeah. I don't want to keep using the word Kyrie keeps using, but like the authenticity that Mac Miller also had, like when he says shit, like he, like you could tell he meant it. Yeah. Same thing Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that shit was dope, man. Yeah. That was a slap. Yeah. That was a slap. Thank you, man. Thank you. Of course. Appreciate that, man. And that one's always really fun to play live. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine uh, this is this is one that I probably like like if I made this album, this is the one I probably would have picked. Like for, it's like, real, but it's got like good energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's still like uplifting. Yeah, thank like, you, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with the flow. I like your singing. I like your singing stuff too, but I like when you rap too. Because when you rap, like That's... there's something about your like delivery, like when you rap, especially like when you do like that form of rap. They call it like talk rapping. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. you, like that's I think I know what you're talking about. I mean I don't know exactly, but like that's how I describe Kendrick. Like he's raps, but it's like he's just having a conversation. It just happens to rhyme. Is yeah. that what you mean? Kinda. Like there, there's like a, a style. Like he does it um in the good company video. That like that's the kind of style I feel like you use where it's just like it's just bars. Like, like, oh, it's okay. just like, you know. Right. I, I like I like that, that style. You know what it is? It's it's a little bit of uh, a slower cadence, and yes. it's the pauses. Yeah, it's it's the yeah. it's it goes like this, and then I come back, and it goes like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Low I know I know exactly too. what you're talking about. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. cool. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> he I got a smile on his face. He's like, thank you. No, no, no. It's so fun. I'm always curious, man, because it's like some people really love the rap and some people like really love the singing. So it's it's always good to hear like yeah. which side people are on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, like 
it's like it's like how I feel like about Drake. It's like, hey, I like your singing shit. I mm. just want you to rap though. Yeah, I know, I know. Mm. He he be going in for like three minutes on those bars. You're like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Like, you know, like, you look yeah. be having those hybrid songs, though, right? He's kind of yeah. doing it. Like, I this kind of felt like a hybrid song, yeah. too. You this, know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Where he he's, like, singing, and he's, like, kind of rapping, too, right. with a melody like, behind it. One thing I like voice. about his, his, like, singing that I wouldn't say I don't like about Drake's voice, and not to even compare the two, but, like, Drake, when he sings, I feel like he kind of, he can, like, whine a little bit when he does it. Or like, 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 he whines. Like, he's like, ah, like or, like, like, he sounds nasally. Cause he can't really sing. He just like you know. He can sing. Drake can Drake sing? He can sing. He can sing. He can sing. He used to try like in his older music. He I mean, he doesn't have many octaves, but yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe that's what I meant. <laughs> oh yeah, yo, there you go. That's a specific dish right there. Yo, man, you, you ain't got <laughs> a lot of <laughs> octaves, my guy. You ain't really got the I mean, octaves cool, like that. Dude. But, like, <laughs> you're cool, but you cool. got much You cool. You ain't really got the octaves though. So you know, it's like, dang. So what you trying? Man, so, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's Damn. funny. What's the next one you send? Do you send the sunsets in LA? Yo, so it's so funny. Okay, so check this out. So sunsets in LA. I, I talked about the concept behind it, but this is one of those songs where I did my best to blend having a pure singing part and a pure rapping part. So on the chorus, you're gonna you, on the chorus on the chorus you're gonna hear me singing, and on the verse you're gonna hear me rapping. And this is like one of the first songs I felt like I really was able to like give like both those audiences exactly what they wanted. Let's go. Let's go. And this is your latest single, correct? Yep. Yes, sir. Come on. Y'all better check that out too. Come on. on, on I'll stream it, right? All streaming. all streaming. MySpace. We, we don't do no. We don't do that SoundCloud only bullshit here. About For real, come on, baby. Boy. You know how many artists nowadays are dropping new music just on SoundCloud? Stop. Come on, baby. Stop. Drop that Take- shit on 4chan, man. Uh oh. Drop that shit on Google Docs, my boy. Shoot. On, there you go. This computer. Well, he like playing games today, huh? <laughs> it's being mad there. Did you produce this oh, one as shit, well? I like that beat. Yeah. yeah. That's you? Holy shit. <laughs> It's like I was disgraced with the presence of an angel. For <laughs> real.
Yeah, I gotta hear that with headphones. I'm so mad at you because I was telling them, I'm like, I hate, I hate them because I know I'm gonna be singing that later. I know I'm gonna be singing that later. <laughs> I need that in my ears, pumped full blast. Did y'all hear the little horns? Oh, bro, that was man, that was smooth like peanut butter, baby. I love that. Oh my goodness, I love me like some strings, right? Some like horns, some like. I, you know, like boy, that was me. Yeah, playing from Coco. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally, totally captured the vibe, man. Yeah. Like you mentioned, great. I mean, just sunsets in LA. You know, you when you hear the title, you're thinking of like, okay, this is gonna be a vibe. This is for real gonna be a vibe. But to actually, that was an experience. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Like that was dope. Thank you, man. Just picture myself like driving through like for real through, literally through la like windows down you know like i don't know why i pictured it like like in like camcorder like some 90s shit just head out the hey. I feel you. yeah picture I shit's on my forehead but it's okay because we were man with the neon at, at nighttime it's all smooth or the sunset yeah uh, i'm raising the desert i drink water from cactus come on baby <laughs> come on baby <laughs> that's one, Yo, of, one of my Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that's one of those songs that's like so beautiful, it makes me sad for no reason. Damn uh, right, oh, bro. It's who, like even though it's a vibe, you, man, like, yeah, man. it's just like I'm hella sad because it's yeah, hella beautiful. <laughs> Dead ass. Like, I, I want to go to LA and just sulk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bro. That should be the title of the episode. Like I want, yeah, Sunsets I want to get my heart LA, broken babe. just so I can fucking like yes. be crying to this shit. That's a good one. Sunsets in LA. Babe. I do sound like a heartbroken yeah. ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized. Okay, like, man. Bro, you said the part about love and loyalty. 
<laughs> man, just give me loyalty because love, man, that's that's whack. Like, Cause damn. love, that shit, yeah, <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> uh, nah, man, my one of my favorite lines in that song is, uh, "People tell me they could do it like I do, but never practice." Yeah. Mm, I, yep. I get, I get, I guess that's why I seem like magic. Yeah. And like that was, it was a specific, it was it was a specific shot at people that like like try to give you advice I but have never it done with my soul with oh, my yeah. whole soul i feel that shit i hate when people do but that it, shit but they've never done what you're doing or they just can't mm. and you're like for sure like i i know you could totally do it like me if you did it <laughs> for real meanwhile you know i'm gonna stay like, going on tour like okay bye like i get it exactly dog. yeah no that shit was fire that was yeah. dope thanks for sharing that shit with us baby and you know to all the listeners, oh, yeah. you can get all these both both of these songs, man. All streaming. Y'all Available sleep. now. Sleeping. <laughs> Sleeping. Sleeping. I played this album in Mexico with 1.5 bars of service. Lord. Oh, shit. <laughs> Y'all could do this shit here, baby. The 0.5, shit to the limit, yo. Man. Hey. man. And I didn't even have my Verizon. I had, what's it called out there? Telcel. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh huh. Telcel. Sometimes in the city I get Movistar, but no, mostly it's Telcel. Lord. So shout out to Telcel for let me stream, baby. For real. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right, man. Well, like we mentioned, you know, before we start recording, every week we put out a poll, a little poly poll, you know, to keep our audiences engaged, you know. Mm-hmm. And basically, we ask a question, we all want our audience to answer it. Um, and then they can do so either anonymously, you know, they can get brave or, you know, they don't really care. They can just shoot us a DM or respond in the little text box on Instagram. And this week, <laughs> love a loyalty. Excuse What's me. up? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, been good. Yeah. That I, I didn't think dope. of that. I don't for Valentine's Day too. Yeah. For real. Damn, you should have came on for Valentine's Day. No, but y'all, for real, if you're oh, listening to this comment, <laughs> just comment to us. Like, or shoot us a DM. Like, love or loyalty. Yeah. For real, what do you choose? If you're listening on Spotify, I'll put the poll on Spotify. Spotify, I can do a poll. Apple Music still sleep. But, <laughs> so this week, and actually, I've been thinking about this topic for like the last maybe two, three weeks, right? But really this week, mm was there is this trend on TikTok going around of people, mostly, you know, the, the, those of the saltine origin, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are discovering, air quote, quotes, unquote. discovering chicharrones with guacamole. And I had some, and I, I that's what I asked the people, was like, how do you guys feel about this? Is this like kind of like cultural appropriation type shit right and for the first time ever i think we were pretty evenly split and i posted this across mm. three accounts with the the visual house studios account my artist page and then my personal page and when you kind of average them all out it's about 50 50 mm. some people aren't tripping some people are mm. and we got one comment that said um you can't gatekeep food but i'm not talking about gatekeeping yeah, food yeah nah. Because everyone, talking, I could tell you where to get fucking chicharrones. That's not the point. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Go, yeah. go support those because it's mostly yeah. all you know local businesses that. Be it's the fact shit. that you that these TikToks are saying, I just discovered yeah. X, Y, and Z. That's and like saying, act like, man, we just discovered corn rolls out here. Like, huh? And like, they're gonna <laughs> act like we was out here dipping chicharrones. We eat chicharrones and we might put some guacamole on the side. We don't. That's not like the way we eat it. Like we don't buy chicharrones and then go buy like a thing of. 
guacamole and just fucking dip it like that. This is the meal. This is the way. No, I mean, y'all yeah. put two and two together and y'all thought y'all did something. And this is this kind of goes <laughs> off to like, like, you know, a couple months ago, there was a... Uh, uh, I just saw it was this white bitch on TikTok. She's like, oh, I made uh, spa water. And it's like agua fresca. That's crazy. They called it spa water. That's crazy. What? Spa water. What was in it? It was Jamaica. <laughs> and then All right, was, then, yo. <laughs> there was she one drinking that was some like, Jamaica juice and like she cucumber, up there calling like spa the water? cucumber one that we drink too, like cucumber with like lemon. Oh, my yes, gosh. It's, it's cucumber, lemon, cucumber lime spa water. Spa like, bitch. water. Come on, that sound nasty yeah. when you say it like that. Spa water. Spa water. Like, the ugh. fuck is even you, spa water? You like they're colonizing just... us all over again. They're discovering something and then they're just giving it a name and saying, "Look what we did." Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this one too. Another woman from the descendants of the mountains of Caucasus. <laughs> um, she said, "I like my my tacos flat style." And makes it flat taco. It's you a like a tostada. tostada. Exactly. You dumb bitch. <laughs> Bro, the fucking package says tostada on it. <laughs> I like my I like my hamburgers like with just the bottom bun. But if I curved it like a taco, so a hot dog. <laughs> Like, bro. Oh my bruh. god, bro. These are the people that put weenies in tamales and call them pork tamales, bro. Lord. So you? Nah, you, that's like. Yeah. That's like the people that put sour cream and cheese on a taco. Like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, yeah. What? What the hell? What? The, what the hell yeah, are you that doing? That only goes that's, on Taco Bell tacos. Yeah. Only on those, that, those ground beef and like the, the hard shell. You know, like I tried it one time. That's a Taco Tuesday type of taco. Yeah. Yeah. We don't celebrate. Sense. We don't have Taco Tuesday. Yeah, we don't. We that's, but, just, that's just fucking dinner. So yeah. So I mean, we had some some comments about it. Yeah, um, let's see what the people. Let's see say. what they said. So there's some one guy. Um, <laughs> but he said, "When those fuckers got a hold of turmeric powder, every white influencer was stunned by how good it is for your skin and digestive system. Yet when we tried to introduce it to white people, they called us dirty Indians and told us to go back to Seven Eleven and ring them up for a Slurpee and." Undercooked hot dog. Dang. You know damn. what? Right. 7-Eleven hot dogs be mad crispy. I don't know if it's undercooked, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Thing is, <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> they be rotating them bitches bro, all day. I don't know if they're undercooked. Like me when they're done, bro. Like all the dark. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, Thing is, white people have no culture, and that's why culture appropriation is a thing. But and then I asked my, I read that comment, and then I asked mm. myself, I said, but what is, so what, what? What is a white person? Like, because you can have people who are like German, right? You just look at them and they're like, oh, that's a white dude. Yeah. Then he talks. You're like, oh, no. Italian like, is foreign. white. Uh, French is white. Exactly. But like, yeah. no they have all. culture, though. They like Italian an Italian yeah, exactly. person. Like, yeah. unless you know that Americans Italian. don't have culture. Americans. That's they're, white, they, white. White Americans. Yeah. yeah, yeah white, that's yeah, a different white thing. Americans, yeah. Yeah. White Americans. Yeah. Or it's just that's what's considered. American culture. Imagine, imagine American say. going to like somewhere else, like in Europe, and like, you want to try this cheese from my place? American cheese. They just pull out a slice of Ugh. American cheese. <laughs> For real, <laughs> like, oh, like no. crack is that? Like, American cheese by far is the worst. But so, Joel, you're on the side of cultural. It is a cultural appropriation. You think? I don't know if it's cultural appropriation. I just that, think it's like yeah. it's just like it's annoying. Colonizing bro. it. You're colonizing, colonizing. it. It's all not really cultural because like what, what what would be cultural appropriation? Like a white person like. With dreads or like, um, or, or like, uh, like Cinco de Mayo, you wearing a fucking sombrero, right? That's cultural, appropriation. right? This shit is just like it's just annoying. 
Like, why are you saying you discovered? It, it wouldn't bother me as much if it was just like, hey, I've heard about this, you know, thing called chicharrones. I've never heard of it before. Um, you know, I want to try it. That's cool. But yeah. the thing is this. It's like, they're going to the store. Hmm. They're buying it. They're sitting in their car. And when they're eating it, they're doing like these overly animated ass expressions. Yeah. They're probably like, mm, you know, like, <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, like, mm. like goofy. It, it's hella goofy. It's for likes. And it's low key. Like, I kind of see insulting. it as like, it's insulting. And it's just kind of like, this is good guys. Wow. You guys have good taste. Wow. Exactly. Good food comes from you guys. You. Like, why are you making you yourself know? look like that? You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's, Why do you need to record yourself trying something new and like just fucking eat it? Like we don't need to see that you appreciate us, or we don't need to see that you're about it. We don't give a fuck. Eat your fucking chicharron in your goddamn bedroom. I don't care. And also, why do we need to see it? Just so well, we know that you're a you're with ass. the times. Yeah, did that. It's not about being with the times, and also it's like it's kind of like a double edged sword. So it's like I support you guys. Well, no, you... not even that. It's just like, so a lot of... Like, that'd be racist, and that's all we ask for. You guys. Uh, it's like... I did the black square. For real. That's a whole nother conversation. Lord. I mean, it's good because, like, these little Mexican, like, stores, they're selling out of their chicharrones, right? And because, you know, this is the trend. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know about everybody, but me, I didn't grow up very, you know, with a lot of money. So there was days when all my mom could afford was to go to the store, get us a big thing of chicharron and something to dip it in. And that was our meal because mm-hmm. we were hungry. And chicharron we were tacos? That should be busting. It is. And it's very cost efficient. So yeah, exactly. it's just like, you don't weird. know how you're it's affecting. It's a struggle food. Yeah, exactly. It it's a struggle be, yeah. food, but it's hella good, you know? Uh, or like you get like a, a bowl of beans, right? And, and you, you you throw like cilantro, tom- tomato, onion in Or you bitch. literally just chop up the chicharrones, put some salsa in there, and like you just stir them up like that and make them like... Yeah, you make them soft. Yeah. And yeah, you just eat them in like some salsa. It's all good. Mm. But but yeah, like you said, like it's a struggle meal. It's things that sometimes mm. that's all we can afford. And we try to go to the store and it's gone because all these teenagers are buying up to make TikToks. I was about to say, just imagine mm. you got like little fucking Becky, Sarah, and Hannah walking in. Do you guys have chicharrons? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's why I didn't even try it when I saw it on the poll. I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna ask him when I get in. Yeah. I ain't gonna be that. Chicharons, chicharons, chicharons. Do you guys have that really crispy Cotch- pork belly? And, he, and that's the other thing is they're buying huge amounts of it. They're not just buying one piece to try it. One piece is enough for one person. Exactly. They're buying huge amounts. Again, weird. it's for the video. It's so it looks yeah. outrageous and crazy. And when they buy it, then they take a big bite and they can barely wrap their little tiny, you know, non-lips having asses yeah. around the fucking, um... Fucking <laughs> Ziploc lip having ass motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fly on your pants. <laughs> no, but, oh, but you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. It's not like... And then what if you don't like it? It's going to go to waste. Or even if right. you do like it, it's going to go to waste. Because you're going to bring it home to your racist daddy and they're going to be like, get that shit out of my house, Julie. Yeah. You know? And they're going to make it throw there it is, out. There is, um basically the equivalent of that happening but it was with like fufu like yeah, a, like fufu a year ago was a thing too yeah yeah fufu or also too like uh i put it on on, on the poll too it wasn't just like about mexicans and shit but it's like how do people treat um how you say balut oh the uh the egg the egg yeah, yeah. oh like, yeah, people yeah, go yeah and yeah, they yeah. buy this shit and they're like making fun of it and it's like bro like i get it like it's it's not something we we see or no. really do here Right. But that's somebody's culture, though. I don't know if I would try it, but I'd never knock it. Like exactly, because that's know? not just that's just not because like culture, to, like how bro, we were just like... talking earlier. Like someone could just be like, I don't want fucking manula. That's like pig stomach. That's nasty. I'm like, okay, well to us, like 
that's our fucking food, you know? Like, that's, yeah. I don't know, that's, that's just wrong. Right. Yeah, and then look at this shit. And then, this is, like, more, like, appropriation type shit. is green pea guacamole. The crack? First of all. Why? It looks like baby shit. I don't know. <laughs> Specifically, from the offsprings of Shrek and Fiona. Oh, That shit is nasty, bro. Green pea guacamole. Green pea guacamole. And this is how serious we take our foods. Don't be playing with us. I found this headline. That man looked insane, but he looked like someone I probably <laughs> fucking went to high school with. Mexican man kills his roommate and then buries him in the backyard for throwing his carne asada plate on the oh, floor. Oh, hell no. Oh, oh hell no. I'm helping man. him hide the fucking body. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, hell no. If it's that plate... I'm killing two people for no reason. With the little gold, green with onions, With that fucking bro. green onions and that fucking that plate of beans and the fucking rice. Can we get some Mexican food after this? <laughs> we out, boy. I'm oh my fucking god! <laughs> I don't blame it. He 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 does look like he's on the unstable side, but like I that would make me unstable. <laughs> what if that was he's his first unstable. good meal? In... He's fresh out of prison. He's going back. Uh, he's like, man, this room. is gonna be my first meal. I've had an, a meal. That I've had in a long time. That plate looks immaculate. I, I, I don't know about the beans. No, the beans look gas. I'm not a big bean guy. What the crap? bean. <laughs> we beans. We all beans. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, that's how serious we take our food. So stop playing with us, baby. You know, I don't know. Dude, you, you know what? You know what? Like, uh, like, similar to this, but like something that I guess like makes me angry. I, not so much about the food stuff, but. I don't know about you guys, but when I was young, same thing, really poor, and we'd have to go to Goodwill, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and I remember, I remember the shame and just pain that I felt, I like. And then now, like thrifting is cool. Oh yeah. man! Oh. Right. We used to get made fun oh. of for wearing shit like that was secondhand. You know? Bruh, bruh, I would fucking die. Like, and then you go there, and like your mom's taking you in there. She's like looking through stuff, and you're just like, God damn it, mom, why are we poor? Like, <laughs> you like this? You like this? Yeah, put it in the court. <laughs> 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 and now it's fucking cool. Like thrifting exactly. is like a a thing. People I told my mom about it. Around that, actually, like that's Dude, I told my mom about it, and she was like, you know, honestly, like I I think it's cool, but they really need to like stop doing that so that the people who can only afford that yeah, exactly. can still can still get it. You know, exactly. and I was like, yeah, that, that's yeah. And you know, there's this there's this girl. She keeps popping up on my TikTok. Um, she makes. I living. bet she does. She 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 hella fine, so hell yeah. But well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love and loyalty, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so her thing, she records herself. She goes to like different uh, thrift stores and shit. She'll buy like an obscene amount of clothes and then resells it online. Yeah, that's disgusting, yeah. bro. Like so it's like a not a poacher, but a fucking for like a scalper, scalper for clothes. Yeah, exactly. but like he said, like. A lot of families out there, and she's in LA, so a lot of families oh, out there on, that's all they can man. afford, and you're taking that from their hands. You know, same thing with the chicharrones. I mean, like, it's cool. I'm ha- I'm very happy that like these vendors are selling out of their, their product, but at the same time, it's like at what cost exactly? Like, somebody's going to grow hungry, yeah. you know, because of that. Yeah. You know, like, that's something that a lot of people can afford, and it's just not. And it's just not, not, I don't know, man. It's just not sustainable, I think, for a lot of people. So, uh, I think that's my kid at the door. Oh, okay. Trying to get my attention. Sure. 
I'm gonna ignore her though. <laughs> Shout out to Damn. <laughs> she's about to leave. She's about to yeah. leave. She's outside. She's probably not listening. She's up here talking about songs about raising daughters, and you up here like, man, I'll ignore my kid. Like, man, cool. like, yeah, it's 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 not my kid. Ignore it. It's all good. Let's run this podcast out. <laughs> we talk about Chicharro. Anyway, not her ass. Anyway, sons out in LA, man, bump that real quick. <laughs> That's funny, man. I'm dying. But I'm glad we're all. It seems like we're all on the same page about this here. You know, it's, it's just, just weird it's and just annoying. Weird. It's, it's not cultural energy. appropriation, no. but calm down though. At yeah. the same time, to me, it's just an extra to post it. Like, why do you, why do you feel the need for us to see it? Because it, it it just makes us feel like another like Black Lives Matter. Oh, I I like your guys' food. We I appreciate like your, your culture. Fifty cents, my guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. It's like we don't need to see it. We don't fucking care. Eat your right. fucking food, unless that's your job. Okay, sure. But a lot of people are just posting videos of just them eating that now. Yeah, I saw this trend on TikTok. Okay, well you should have just saw it and scrolled on. And a lot of them say that though. They're yeah. like, I saw this on TikTok and wanted to try it. I wanted to try it, so I walked in. And, you know, they do the whole corny ass shit where right. they like, record. They put the phone so in the corner the of the porch to record them walking out of the door. Right. And they record their hands putting the keys in. And then right. It'll be like I walked into this market and I saw the cutest little Mexican lady and she looked just so adorable and in her old age I'm like she's just fucking tired bitch. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, that woman is tired, my guy. Yo, that's fucking funny, dude. She was so adorable, so I picked her up and brought her home with me. She was screaming the whole time, so I gave her a bath until she was unconscious. Oh, my <laughs> Is that a note? No, it's a note. I can read it. Oh, I got my glasses on today. Say, like, who? No. Um, oh, that's how I know I need glasses now. <laughs> so, no, I can't see from here either. The angle is weird. All right, King. So, like I said before, too, we always like to include our um, our uh, guests in, in a little segment that we do. Okay? And this week, we picked... I read it on Reddit. So, basically, for all our listeners, y'all are familiar. But if you're new here, um, I spend a lot of time... You know, just browsing through the depths of Reddit and I'd be finding some funny shit. And so, you know, my favorite responses to Reddit threads, my favorite subreddits and all that, I grab them mm. and I throw them on here and we read them and we react to them. Um, some of the stuff is crazy. Some of it is weird. Some of it is nasty. We never know what we're going to get. So let's dive into this one. This one I meant to read on Valentine's Day and I completely skipped over it. That's crazy. So I'm going to read it today. <laughs> um, so the I guess the thread was waiters. What Valentine's Day disasters have you witnessed? And this person said, I'm a bartender, but happened to be the one on the date for this particular disaster. So anyone in the service industry knows that you generally just do not make plans on certain holidays because you'll have to work no matter what. Um, <coughs> I hadn't had a date on Valentine's Day in probably seven years. So when my boss gave me the day off, I was surprised and posted something dumb on Instagram about it. And I got a DM from a girl I knew. Uh, not very well, but she was asking me out for Valentine's Day. She was very cute, so I figured, hey, why not? Things went so wrong so quickly. We get to the restaurant, grab a drink in the bar while we wait for our table, and took a shot to get the social lubricant flowing. I don't know how I feel about that comment, <laughs> but for sure. Social <laughs> lubricant. <laughs> Since we don't really... lubed up. <laughs> He's lubed up and ready. <laughs> Halfway through the, through the conversation, you lubed up yet? For real. <laughs> Uh, get the social lubricant flowing since we don't really know each other too well. I pay our bar tab and we move to our table. To set the scene a bit, 
this place is really is a really nice steakhouse and they have these dark red diamond pattern booths that are fluffy with buttons at each point of the pattern kind of hard to explain i kind of get what he's saying though um the moment we sit down my date lets out a blood-curdling scream like she'd just been stabbed and she grabbed her arm and her arm comes away covered in blood and she looks really confused and of course i have no idea what the fuck is going on i look around thinking someone just stabbed her but everyone around us is just staring at us i move over to her side of the booth and grab the napkins off the table which if this is a fancy restaurant them those cloth napkins oh yeah man that shit's gonna be hard to wash out they throwing that bitch away oh yeah they throwing that away for sure yeah um Grab the napkins off the table to find where she's cut. The entire back of her upper arm is sliced from elbow to shoulder. What the fuck? One of the buttons had broken off of the wall, and the snap metal fastener was exposed. So when she sat down, her arm ran all the way down along it. Fuck. You need to call a hospital at that point. Man. She's panicking, and I'm trying to stop the bleeding while people around us are trying to figure out what's going on and call 911 for us. The manager comes over and is immediately a defensive asshole until he sees that it was his booth that caused the damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paramedics show up and I got the owner's info from the manager and we spend the night in the ER where she needed something like 80 stitches. Fuck. 80 stitches? 80 she stitches. Oh, oh my damn. gosh. You might as well fight Wolverine. You will come out with less stitches. <laughs> For real. Uh... We both are exhausted at this point when a guy walks in with flowers, champagne, and a bag of takeout food from the restaurant we just left. It was the owner of the restaurant coming to make sure we could still have the Valentine's dinner that we missed out on. Oh, that's nice. That was nice. Sure, he was probably just scared of getting sued, but yep. it was still oh, a really course. welcome. It was still <laughs> really welcome after how shitty the night had become so quickly. She and I ended up dating for almost three years and became good friends with the owner. Oh. Such good friends, in fact, that she ended up fucking him, and that was the last I heard of either of them. Damn! No. 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 They're sold separately, sold dog. Separately, dang. Nah, that's why the owner pulled up with the flowers, dude. That wasn't for them, that was for her. Oh my god. Damn. Oh, I was, I was gonna god. say trauma bonding, but Man. I guess not. Yeah, hell nah. Um, this Goodness one says, gracious. "Oh, this is a little short one." The question was. How do I stop my husband from going goblin mode during sex? What? My husband says goblin mode activated when we start to have sex. <laughs> he growls and acts like a caveman, then says goblin mode off when we stop. Oh. Then he pretends to not know what I'm talking about when I ask him about it. He needs an exorcism, man. He needs therapy, dude. I'm going goblin mode. Therapy, I'm, going goblin he mode. I'm gonna try this out. Be going goblin mode. <laughs> I'm doing it. Your husband doesn't happen to be 17. Right. Oh my god! Goblin mode activated. That sounds like a childish huh? ass thing, though. Goblin mode activated. What's goblin? No, mode? okay. I don't know why goblin mode activated sounds more. Goblin mode off is like. Did you really need to say that? I mean, yeah. You know it already. There you go. Can you even make that sound sexy? Goblin mode activated. Why goblin? Bro? Like just so, like beast mode sounds better. Goblin, goblin no. mode off. He's a goblin. Some of y'all are gremlins. He's a goblin. I get fucked by <laughs> goblins and ghouls and gargoyles. I feel like you would have to ask her like was it good though because you know what I'm saying I feel like oh, she's yeah, kind of yeah. saying it's not good because if it was good she wouldn't say shit that's She'd be like, true yeah she's like that's my little goblin like oh goblin yeah, okay cool, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit okay this next one says um, this happened about 15 years ago 
I called my friend up and he wasn't home, so I left a message on his answering machine. I said, hey, it's me. Kill all extremists. Sorry I missed you. Call you later. Bye. And then I hung up and left the house. I made no other calls. Later that day, he called back and says, wow, that was quite a message you left. Who was that girl you were talking to? I was like, what are you talking about? I wasn't talking to any girl. Well, as it turns out, the message didn't end after I said bye. I had to go over to his house and listen to this message a few times. After my initial message that I did leave, as quoted above, there was a slight pause and it continues for another 30 to 40 seconds or so with me talking to some girl. It was my voice, but a conversation that I never had with a girl whose voice I didn't recognize. You could compare it to the message and I know I did leave and the two voices were indistinguishable. Not just the voice, but you know, the talking mannerisms. It was my voice. Also references to my occupation and activities were the same. Basically in this conversation, I was talking to this girl about going skiing, but I had to go down to my shop and work on a car first, which totally correlated to me. Then the message just stopped. It was recorded on one of those digital answering machines that recorded the message to a chip. So there was no tape I could have taken and had analyzed, unfortunately. Also, neither I nor my friend had party lines. So that was not an explanation. It was very freaky and I can't explain it. Bro, just admit you're cheating, dude. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, it's I ain't for bitch. real, though. Just side bitch. You ain't got, you ain't got to go that far. Dude. Right? On, dude. You're, che- you're cheating, bro. It's all good, bro. You're fucking another girl. Right. No, babe, I swear right. I have a doppelganger. I swear. He's, he's been following babe. me since I was born. And... So freaky. Right. I'm going to ask What's Reddit. Right? I don't get it. Right. Hey, y'all, can y'all explain oh. this mess, man? I don't, I don't know. I got this 20 tried to eat me in the womb, but he didn't, he didn't win. Oh, my God. You're cheating, bro. You're fucking another girl. Right. Yeah, maybe I'll come down after I work on the truck. Let, let's do it. Oh, my God. Okay, I got That's funny, here. dude. Okay, here's the next one. What is, and the question was, what is the most messed up but genuinely hilarious thing that you've done? I was traveling to Thailand with a couple of my best mates. We were backpacking and had ended up in a small village. <laughs> oh, shit's going by. Hold on one sec. This shit's going by. All right, cool. There we go. Okay, my bad. Okay. Uh, We were backpacking and had ended up in a small village about two hours drive outside of Bangkok. One of my friends had brought some tabs off a man that we met at the bar in his little village. We decided to go on a walk and watch the sunset and take them. They made us trip balls. We frazzled out to the sunset in front of this beautiful view and then decided to walk back to the hostel. On the way back, in the ditch on the side of the road, we saw an alien. All three of us saw it. It was small, had a big head, and was making weird noises that didn't sound human. We were still tripping pretty heavily, but decided um, to we take it back to the hostel with us and figure out this new scientific discovery. In the morning, we walked back to the hostel and left the alien in one of the shoe lockers outside of the reception of the hostel. Then we went to our room and fell asleep. The next morning, we all woke up and could distinctly remember this alien we found. So we went outside to check the locker. Nothing there. We went back to our room and found it hilarious, thinking we'd all trip so much that we'd imagine carrying an alien home. We got ready and went to the social area of our hostel where everyone was talking. And there was this little lad and a very angry mother. 
It turns out we picked up a disabled child from the side of the road oh and essentially kidnapped him God. and left him in the shoe locker overnight until the hostel staff found him in the morning. Oh, the kid man. was completely okay. We apologized and gave the mom some money. Jesus Christ. Give it therapy. God, bro. Damn. Holy shit. Uh, once again. Cap? Cap in the sense of... I. This might sound bad, Why but I feel like the side of the road. Number one, dang mama. But then <laughs> two, like I feel like they actually intended to do some harm, and then this is just another like to clear my to conscience. My yeah, exactly. Oh, pop yeah. out, right? Yeah, because oh, I mean, you were that. Me- it just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm throwing hands if I'm the acid, mama. Right? That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. If you if you kidnap my kid, bro, we're fighting. It's yeah, not like, like accidental or not, like a disabled we're, kid too. Yeah, yeah. and they're just oh yeah. But well, no. like so. for real, mama, like how you lose a child? Like this ain't home alone. At like night, bro. at night, like my mama, look at them kids. And why are you in a hostel man? with a with a kid <laughs> in Thailand? <laughs> right, like come on. Thank you. Thank you. So many questions. So many good. Yeah, that's why I'm throwing hands. Nah, right sir. Now. Yeah, you can't. You can't complain about. Yeah. Your kid getting into shit like that. Where were the Where the fuck was you at? Right. <laughs> Dead ass. Right. Damn. Well, before this iPad dies and we lose all of for good. <laughs> oh, no, that's sad. That sounds so, uh, let us know. Let the people know where they can find you and where they can find your music. Let them. Hell yeah. Uh, so all my music, all my YouTube, all my socials, all my handles, it's all the same. It's just my name, Alwa Gordon. So that's A-L-W-A-G-O-R-D-O-N. Again, that's A-L-W-A-G-O-R-D-O-N. That's right, baby. And yeah. of course, we're going to tag him when this episode drops. So y'all can just, we're going to make it so easy for you guys to just click his name, give him a follow, and go check out the, uh, his latest album, Thanks for waiting. Check out that new single too, Sunsets in LA, Sunsets in baby. LA, man. Y'all heard Come it here. On. I wish it was an exclusive, but it ain't. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but y'all heard it here. Make sure you go download and you stream the shit out of it. And you know, as always, follow us on Instagram at Visual House Studios. All oh, one yes, word. Sir. Follow us on TikTok at Visual House Studios. Yes, sir. And subscribe to our YouTube. You know, if y'all want to watch the video version of these episodes, yes, yes, Visual House Studios. Just we're the only ones that pop up. You'll see our cute little logo, Sammy, pop up, and just hit subscribe. Turn alerts on. We drop every Tuesday for White Noise, and every Thursday our second show called Literally Anything We Want Law, baby. Oh yeah. Every Thursday. Oh yeah. We got y'all. <laughs> We got a lot of stuff coming. We say this every week, but you know, we we be delivering every week, bitch. So yeah, thank you. You know, not only that, we be gassing. We be gassing. We, we do be gassing. We do be gassing. So thank you again, Awa, for giving us some of your time. For real, we man. know you were busy this weekend. Right, uh, man. Yeah, and of course, you know, we look forward to everything that you're gonna drop. Um, and yeah, I hope our listeners check you out, man, because they're gonna love it. They're gonna Absolutely, love it, love man. It, love it. Hell yeah. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all so much. I'll see y'all soon. Yes, sir. And um, last thing, love or loyalty. (laughs) For real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.